Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just so you know exactly where I am in my head, I can't say this enough. I have this desire to please you. Who are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. There's lies, bro. Stop talking. Stop lying. Even these though you don't realize it, yeah. I'm going out of my way in our marriage to make you feel like just, I just feel like I want to start dating you again. How many Mets t-shirts should I have, according to you? How many Mets t-shirts, like, in general? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, like, if if there's one too many, the one extra, you don't throw in the garbage. I see see another poll coming down the pike. I promise you right now, there are plenty of women Mets fans that will be happy to take the dress that that you threw in the garbage. You threw it in the garbage, bro. And you didn't tell me, yo, bro, I'm throwing this in the garbage. You did it secretly. It's like having an affair. Like you threw, you <laughs> secretly threw out one of the sundresses I got. You met sundresses. Taking, and then right. I was throwing something out. Like I was about to throw like no. disgusting, whatever it was, no. like the remnants of a plate, the food remnants onto the the Met sundress I got. Like, what? 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 All I got to do is post on social. Yo, man, anybody want this dress? Hey, 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 This hey. Met dress? Pipe There'll be a line of people down. that will want it. Pipe down. You're not giving away to another woman any dress that you gave to me. Even if I wanted to set it on fire, that's for me to do. Once you throw it into the garbage, no. it ceases to be yours. It's not yours anymore. No, daddy. Once you throw it in the garbage, it's find as keepers. Begging the question. How many Mets t-shirts do I need? And since you're putting me on blast, I am going to wear this dress and put it on Instagram so that you can lose another poll because you're very stubborn right now the way you're talking at me. Answer my question. How many Mets t-shirts? I think I just did. How many Mets t-shirts does one girl need? I don't know. Apparently I was one too many. I'm going to put the question out there to the ladies and the gentlemen. In your opinion, if you're not like a Mets t-shirt girl, is eight too many? Because we don't have season tickets. Whatever the too many is. We're not going to a lot of Mets games. What do you do with the too many? Do you throw it in the garbage? Is that what you do to essentially something that's brand new? You throw it in the garbage? All right. Our people that we'd like to refer to as the dirties, they'll take care of this for us. Please, please do. Okay, you guys that are listening at home, I need your help so that we can get to the bottom of this. 
do one of you in the relationship buy a lot of shit for the other person and then you end up with all these things that you don't need 10 of because even one is perfect. But then Tommy keeps buying me over and over again the ones that you can find at Lids, you know, like the baseball cap store that like the Foot Locker. I don't need the MLB approved license. I want the OG. Once you're over it, do you throw it in the garbage? No. Is that is that basically that's because that's what happened. This dress is very ugly. It's a fucking around the house dress. You're not wearing it. It's for your prom. It's not for your wedding. It's not for a cocktail party. It's for fucking a Mrs. Roper dress around the house. I have like double D boobs. I don't know who you think is supposed to wear this dress. I'll try it on for social. I will post a picture. I will take a bullet for everyone so that everyone can see. You don't throw it in the garbage when there's one too many. I'll post them all. All right, go ahead. Thank you. All right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Keep it pushing. So today we're going to talk about the time that Tommy and I go on a massive weekend getaway. By massive, I mean we rented three houses between the like 20 of us and we went to where? No less than Tommy's favorite place, Coachella in Indio, California. <laughs> you guys already know that he hates Coachella, but the exception is that GNR Guns N' Roses is headlining at Coachella. So you know what? Tommy's in. It's important to me because, first of all, going away with a big group of people is very fun. But my favorite thing about going to Coachella is going with my friends. I love my Coachella crew. And I wanted Tommy to meet them and bond with them and hang out with them. And then your friends get to know your man and your man gets to know them. And it's just like the shenanigans and the chaos of it all. If you know my wife, you have to know, like one time is in, a, like she loves Coachella. You know, if our son wasn't named after her father, I think we might have gotten into a fist fight. We might have called it Coachella because that's the only, you don't you think that I know she loves in life, aside from her son, her father and Coachella. Everyone knows that I love Coachella. I can't wait until the next Coachella as I drive away. I count the days to the next. Okay, we got that clear. I actually did it for me. Uh, you were thoughtful and kind. I love Guns N' Roses. Like, I grew up on them. And, you know, I thought my life, I was never going to see them again. And this was the year that Guns N' Roses was the headliner. And as a nice thing, you got me tickets to go as well. So I, don't, I definitely don't want to seem unappreciative because I know that wasn't cheap. But I fucking hate Coachella. I wouldn't go there otherwise, and I went there that year because it was Guns N' Roses. It was a lifetime dream for me to see them, and it was the most depressing thing ever because Axl Rose, like two weeks before that, fell off a stage or some shit and broke his leg. So, like, he was in a wheelchair performing. It was like watching, you know, the theater rendition of Cocoon. Okay. In life, I feel like every woman needs their look forward. A look forward gives you motivation to be healthy, to work out, to have an outfit, to look forward to fitting into or planning your wardrobe. I love to like have a gathering of all my friends in a house that we rent. I don't even know if Tommy, you'll ever join me on a weekend like this ever again. If it's Coachella, I won't. 
I, that makes me happy because you just said if it's Coachella, you won't. So that means that there is a possibility. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, she's the best, folks. You heard it, right? She just looks for the she looks side. for the little spot. The no, silver lining. Yeah, no, again, more I'm than likely, no. Person. I'm letting you know that Coachella, it's not happening. Unless you're going to dig up Biggie Smalls, he's going to do a duet with Frank Sinatra, I'm good. I'm That's never going to Coachella again. That's a show. Totally. Biggie and Frank. But when she goes to Coachella, she's got a crew, bro. Like, she's got her peeps that she goes with. And this was more or less, for me, the first time meeting a lot of those people. Uh, so I know for her it was a big step. This was the first time I was going to meet Albert. And Albert, to her, my wife, as we've discussed, ad nauseum, has a legion of BFFs. And this, like, Albert, if there's, like, a marching order or a pecking order, he's, like, a, a general or a, a lieutenant. Like, he's up on the legion of the list. And until this point in time, we haven't met. So I'm not only going to meet him, but we're actually, we're going to spend three days in the fucking desert together. For other people who have no plans to go to a Coachella, you have a house rented. It's your annual trip. You're going to be seeing people that you might only see that once a year. This is for me and this group of friends of mine that are very dear to me. One of the biggest weekends of the year. I'm talking about months in advance of conversation of like planning out the lineup for the music. She ain't lying to Which you, tent do you go to? We create an Excel spreadsheet of which shows we're going to run to shuttling back and forth between multiple acres of property so that we can see bands that are overlapping like summer DJs, summer live performances, Guns N' Roses might be one of them. Yes, absolutely. And then same with like Tiesto or something like Madonna or a band that you've never really heard of before. I mean, we're planning our outfits Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So Coachella turns into months, a three months day in thing. advance, dude. Like they're planning, like from the day, day that Coachella ends, they're planning for the next Coachella. So anybody who has a big important weekend knows that you save your best outfit for Saturday, you save your second favorite outfit for Sunday, and your throwaway favorite outfit is Friday. Because the first day is an arrival day. Not everyone's there yet. You've been, you know, traveling. You're not going to put on your favorite. And then number two, we shop at the grocery store because we have a house with an empty fridge and bars and ice coolers to fill and pack. And like the crowd she's traveling with, they're taking that as a point of pride to be that prepared. It's like the MacGyver of degenerates. They're like, you know, thinking that far ahead for the trip. Once you get to the destination, you don't want to go and start doing grocery shopping. No. You want to already be ready. So when we plan for our trip, we bring our groceries, pack them in the car in LA, we caravan to Palm Springs. And the first night, which isn't even day one of Coachella, it's the night before, we unload and pack the fridge, pack the bar, make sure the ice is keeping the drinks cold. Everything, the rooms are selected based on like maybe who put more effort in organizing. 
the wristbands, the all access, the limited access, the VIP, the scraggling girlfriends, the ones that like Sammy, you know, he's got a girlfriend, but like there were days when he would probably have like 10 girls and he said, yeah, he's telling them they, that are girlfriend. coming and he, you know, he promises them things like wristbands and then yeah, I have to slip totally. my wristband off totally. and give it to them so that he can get mm. someone in. And so there's a hierarchy ranking of Coachella on our guest list, the organizers, the OGs, and the scragglers and the ones in between, like the ones that are like our core friends, but they didn't organize it. They didn't even have to commit to the weekend, but they ended up coming. Yeah. And I just associate Albert with Coachella because the first time I heard his name was you got to meet Albert because he's from New York too. I, like it was, it was written in stone already that I wasn't going to meet him until Coachella. So like the anticipation that I'm bursting with months and months in advance is like its own text thread that you name in your phone as like the Coachella crew. Like we are all talking about like the, the guys will be talking about like which foods they're going to be bringing. And then the girls are like talking about what outfits we're going to bring. Like these, the genesis of the Coachella look that started to become a trend we are part of the culture that created that organically because that's what we would wear. And I'll explain how it got made. When you're in the desert, you dress to the vibe. So the reason why you'll wear certain things that you wouldn't wear on the streets of back when you get home in LA is because it's like cowboy boots in New Mexico or like a cowboy hat in Aspen or Texas. Like you wear what matches the landscape of the place you're traveling. Just like you'll wear a lei in Hawaii, but you're not going to wear a lei of orchids back in LA. You know what I mean? Right, Tom? Yeah. So the anticipation is like, organized workouts and I mean, everything is curated. So now we're like here, you know, I do have a lot of friends, but important friends that are lifers, Albert is probably the top. And, and like just, it's hard to say. You know, we had made a commitment early on not to name drop or say anybody's names, but all the feedback that we've gotten, especially since we talked about our two friends that went away on Catalina, everybody wants their name mentioned on the podcast. So I think that you can name drop and uh, we don't have to worry about it. So go ahead. So shout out to Albert. I love you. So, and all of our friends that are part of our lives that get mentioned on the pod. I shout just, out to Albert. Albert's I, the best. I could easily comfortably say that one of my friends for life on the very, very top is Albert. I love him. I mean, obviously you didn't meet him until he came to LA. He lives in New York and you're not going to meet my friends that don't live in, in LA. But he was right a away. whisper that became a scream, if that makes any sense. Like I heard, you know, my wife is real popular and she's like a stray puppy. She can make friends with anyone. Oh, so when you I meet her- I love that stray puppy reference. But when she meet, you meet her, she might be like, oh, this is such and such and blah, blah, blah. And you think, all right, she's real close friends. And then you might not see that person again. You know what I mean? So it's just tough to gauge. With Albert, he was someone that from the day I met her going forward, I would always hear about Albert. And then it got to a point, like I said, that he was coming He's to Coachella family. and we were going to meet. And, you know, she was a little nervous about that. And I was nervous. I don't think yeah, I was just nervous. You know, listen, like it was, the, it was another friend that you were going to introduce me to. So there was always nerves that come with that. Excitement. That, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Now that you talk about it, when you have two people that you love so much, like I love Albert and I love you, obviously, like I even told you I loved you before I saw you. And when you're 
when you're getting ready to introduce two important people in your life, you want to make sure and you hope that the personalities don't clash. So yes, there is a lot of nervous anticipation when you're madly in love with your boyfriend and you're madly in love with your lifelong, this is going to be a lifelong friend. He's probably going to be someone that I will request in my will to speak at my funeral. I mean, there might be a list of people that aren't even allowed to come to my funeral, but he, I'm putting the pressure on him right now, is one of those guys. And listen, I want to add something that, you know, unfortunately, it's just the way life is, okay? You got to understand, my wife's been on a television show, you know, for almost 10 years, right? No matter how you slice it, you want to judge people and give people the opportunity to be presented and judged as to who they are. There's not, it's not always the case. Sometimes people have bad intentions or even the wrong intentions or like they want to befriend you more than they would anyone else because you're on the show. So, you know, you got to be constantly aware of that. I'm sure she was with that with me. And then I'm, once I'm with her, I'm curious and I'm worried about that, about other people she meets. Because like I said, she'll go to the store and come back with eight new friends. You know what I'm saying? It's just how she is, you know? So... Albert is someone that I was leery of, and I'm sure he was leery of me too. And then we meet, and it's like, oh, all right, you got her fucking back, and I got her fucking back. It was a strong meeting of the minds between us. It took a long time for it to happen, but once it did, like I, like I said, you know, I, I'll always have his back because I know that he'll always have our family's best interest and in his heart, you know? And the reason why people in your life are important like that is when you notice how much you guys show up for one another. Like I noticed in the friendship that I built, how this guy will go out of his way to show up for you, support you. It's not always going to be something that's his first choice in the actual activity, but it is going to be like, no, I want to be there. I want to support you. I want you to feel like you're not alone. Like when I was in labor, when they were inducing me, guess who was there? Albert. Sammy. Left Co they left Coachella early. To be there. Like, you don't understand. You people, when I was you people will never comprehend how big a deal it was for them to like that's like me going to Belize and missing the World Series. It's a very, very big deal for them to have done that. And uh they did it with their smile on their face. Albert and Sammy leave Coachella, come to Cedar Sinai, are straight up sitting in the room that I'm about to give birth. And hanging out with me, Shams was still in my tummy and there's my husband. And we were, you know, waiting for the meds to kick in and what have you, getting dilated and what have you. So I just want to shout out to, I would be remiss to say that Sammy, we can't mention Albert without mentioning Sammy because Albert- One doesn't and, come without the other. I met Albert through Sammy. Sammy, who's been mentioned of this show and people you guys know him from Shaw's. And if you guys see, do a deep dive on the gram, you're going to see Albert. You're going to see Sammy. The road to meeting Albert was paved by Sammy. Sammy is someone who lives this crazy life and gets to open up his world. Like he meets the most amazing people. He just has this way about him. And something in Sammy's life path procures these beautiful friends and people. And we're like really proud to be part of that. So getting to our Coachella crew. So it's a crew of about like 15, 20 people. The same people. You guys go every year. You know, the friends that we met there are still my closest friends to this day. We've got 
a bunch of couples that we all actually have kids now, which is incredible. And, you know, they're not on the show. You guys don't know them. You might see them if you take a deep dive on the gram. But like, you're right. Now that we talk about it, it makes me realize that our Coachella crew, we were just wild children, over, <laughs> overgrown adults. But like now all of us have kids and we're all like coupled up and married with like children around the same age as Shams. It's just mind blowing. And you guys, the timing couldn't be more perfect because guess what? This whole crew that we're talking about, our beloved crew, our beloved friend group that we can call our Coachella crew, we're gonna for sure be hanging out on a marathon because Albert is coming here from New York. And you know how it is when the one person that comes to visit gets us all who already live here together. There's going to be birthdays. There's going to be Halloween. And you know what, Tommy? We're going to share it on our socials, right? Crazy. Let's yeah. Do it. It's going to be so wild. But yeah, he'll be in town. And uh, I know you're looking forward to it. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing Albert too. It's nice to get a little taste of New York. Out in L.A. You haven't shut up about him in the last two weeks. And I haven't shut up about him in the last two weeks because I'm excited. Yeah, she really looks forward to seeing him. And uh, I look forward to seeing him, too, because it makes her real happy. Right now, you definitely have Albert on the brain because he's on, you know, he's literally on his way here, man. You still tracking his Uber? Yes, I'm tracking his Uber from LAX to our crib. And he's close, no? Pretty close. So why don't we, <laughs> all right, so let's just knock out some questions this way, you know. Okay. And we'll let's do... go to our favorite part of the show of We might have to end episode. this episode a little quicker uh, than normal because, again, you know, we, uh, we're waiting on him. But, uh, yeah, let's just knock out some questions and see if he comes. Okay, I love these questions so much. I love a question. Our first question is from Bad Galilee underscore gets fit. Tommy, was it hard for you to adapt since you're not Persian? Adapt to what? To the group, to like being about a, around a bunch of Persians that are speaking Farsi, and you know, nah, we man. have we have a clannish way to us. I, I am who I am, man. I'm like Popeye, so I don't really, you know, that that type. You're of very shit adaptable. Don't I blend. I can meld. And oh, I yeah, blend. you blend. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And then, Tommy, what's your favorite Persian food? I, I don't have one. I'm not a fan. I think it all looks like the you know the bottom of a birdcage. I hate it when you say that. Uh, but it's the truth. I, uh, I've i given it all a try. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, the kebab is all right. It's fucking meat on a stick. It's not... We're not reinventing the wheel here, anybody, you know? Uh, it, but... The, you know, the rice is okay, love- but yeah, it's never, ever going to be my go-to. Some of it uh, smells like a dirty diaper. Uh, Tommy. I know because I've, I've changed dirty diapers. Okay. That, that green thing looks like AstroTurf. I'm not a fan. I think it's very rude, but that's okay. I wouldn't say something about the Irish culture looks like I will the bottom say that of the I-, I will say that the Irish food is disgusting too. Corned beef and cabbage is gross. There's nothing that smells worse. On St. Patrick's Day, we would go home <laughs> and get shit-faced at the parade, and then we would come My back God. and you smell corned beef and cabbage. I would, uh, ugh. So you're ugh. equal? So yeah, so yeah, I am equally as Opportunity much, uh, uh, hater. I, yeah, uh, Irish, they're known for what? Oh, the potato yeah. famine. You know what I mean? It's not. There's not a lot of meatloaf. I mean- Come on, it's not it's not a real labyrinth too. So don't get your panties in a twist. All I know is that the last three parties that we've had in this house, that there's been Persian food, I've taken it upon myself to order food for me. Like, you know, whether it be Italian, whether it be wings, whether it be pizza, and everybody fucking eats my food. There's still plenty of the Persian food left when everybody goes home, but all the food that I got for me, gone. 
So I'll leave it at that. Because kids like pizza and spaghetti. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, the next question Wait is Wait actually- a minute. I want to chime in. Go ahead. I just want to say that I don't like it when you criticize Persian food. And it does make me feel a little bit better that you criticize Irish food. But I'm not down with you criticizing like that hardcore. I would rather that you just say, I don't want you to sugarcoat a lot of things in life. But I do submit my request that you downplay. Request or not. I am what I am, babe. You know you're married. Your Discord. Like I said, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. People know I'm not a fan. I'm not going to tell you walk it back because it's going to make your virgin ears feel better. I'm not a fan. It is what it is. You know, teach their own. Everybody enjoy it. I will eat a kebab. I will eat the rice. I'll eat a bunch of them. But, you know, beyond that, the so things that I've tried, focused, I'm not a fan. Let's stay focused on Very rich. one thing you don't like, mm. which I actually will have your back on this one. You don't like the um, fresh mints, fresh basil, the way that you guys who don't know about Persian food, and I just want to say this because it deserves respect. (laughs) Persian food, it's very difficult to cook. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of skill. I don't like uh, mint. I don't like uh, gobazi. I'm good, dude. Or masabzi. Yeah, I'm good, man. And you don't like a lot of those green, fresh um, basils. Yeah, it's all those type of ingredients it's stuff that like it's not i, I don't want a radish i don't want to you know what i you mean you don't like, like radish that's yeah. a big one in persian uh, yeah you, you, i don't per, like i'm good persians man. throw on a lot of raw chunks of radish I'm good. I'm and good. cabbage and a lot of other types yeah, of yeah i feel like it tastes greens. like you know it's just way too rich it's i can't like way think too, of them all right like now. it's just it tastes like sadness and depression to me like oh uh, boy yeah that's interesting oh yeah the tomatoes he hates raw no. Oh, okay, I gotta like, say that's not a snack. Someone comes in the fucking room and says, "Yeah, I made a snack," and they have tomato and feta cheese and cucumber. Radish. I want to throw the fish against the wall. This is awful. You what are you, hate, who's doing this? You who's hate, doing this? You hate raw tomato. Hate. Hey, I love tomato sauce. I fucking love ketchup. I would have named Shams ketchup. That's how much I fucking That's love true. it. That's I true. love ketchup, but I fucking hate tomatoes, bro. And you put ketchup on your eggs. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. I put ketchup on my balls. I love ketchup. I fucking love it. If I was a stranded on a deserted island, I would bring a fucking bottle of ketchup with me because, you know, after I was done you know, cooking and eating you, I'd make love to the bottle. All right, what's the next question, Sunshine? Okay, uh, from... Sarah Moldenhauer. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Top three people you would want to have a drink with, dead or alive? Elvis Presley and my dad. Really? Elvis Presley? Yeah. Never heard you. I never heard you say anything about Elvis ever. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna be with Elvis Presley, and I wanna. um, Your dad. My dad and. The Beatle, the main guy that got shot. So uh, John Lennon. John Can Lennon. Only be Elvis. three. <laughs> Ew! Talk about bottom of a birdcage. John Lennon. Talk about vomit. You want to get induced vomit from a feta cheese? I want to induce vomit. John Lennon from your throat. Elvis Presley and <laughs> your father. Now, obviously, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. I want, want Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Tell Nancy me, tell Reagan. Me, tell me two things Jimmy Carter has done. He's made peanut butter. He made a president. He was down to earth. My dad loves him as a president. Okay. All right. He loved peanuts. And um, 
and I love Jelly Bellies, and I want Nancy Reagan at my house. So you want so I want them coming now over. Now it's turned into quite the cocktail party, quite the soiree. <laughs> You're gonna have uh, Elvis Presley, Patsy John Klein, Lennon, Patsy uh, Klein, Reagan, or just Nancy. They both gonna be there? Or is it just they, Nancy? They were so Nancy in love. and Jimmy Carter. Uh, All right. If um, I had to to pick three, I would pick you know. Obviously, this close to me and to my heart. Everybody doesn't necessarily be my mother, uh, Jamie, my oh, buddy yes. Vito. Oh uh, my God! Of course, but people don't know those people, so I think that's. Why a pretty, didn't I think of your mom? Because you thought and of Elvis. <laughs> I've never heard you sing an Elvis song ever in my life. Ever. I thought it was once. famous people. Never once. Never once. No, any any three. Your father was famous, but uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so okay. let's say I had that. Well, I, I had a drink at that one table. The other table, I would have Frank Sinatra. You know, I'd like to have a drink with Frank. What do you want to But I would him? like to smoke a blunt with Biggie Smalls. And uh, Steve Cohen, man. Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, dude. He's, if I, he's especially not if I get, him, I get him drunk with Frank and I get stoned with Biggie, and you might, you know, make some bad decisions and hire me to fix everything because if you fucking did, I would. But, Steve uh, Cohen's with us. What? He's dead or alive. Oh, and alive. Yeah, it's dead or alive. You could have living people. Yeah. What about Michael Jackson? What about Prince? He's not alive. Do you know? Do you know? Not know that? Have you not gotten <laughs> you the memo? You said dead or alive. Yeah. No. And you said, oh, or alive. <laughs> what about Prince, Michael Jackson, and Abraham Lincoln? I don't fucking. What the fuck is wrong with this? She's in a mental case. Man, that's there's a perfect <laughs> microcosm of what it's like to be married to this fucking cartoon character, and the road just try to straight face it through it. I can't handle oh, that. I can't handle that I anymore. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> Nero just gave it. Do you know that they're not? No, they're not. They're not alive. <laughs> what the fuck? I want North to. I want to thank her for mentioning the tomato though, because that yeah, was a big one. Yeah, she couldn't think that. She couldn't come up with that. And the feta she, and the cucumber. Yeah. You hate cucumbers. I hate it. And ah, pickles. Yeah. Ah, ah. ah. All right. Can I just ask you two questions? Oh shit. If you had one question for your mom, what would it be? Uh, what do you think of this nut? What? You? Oh me? Yeah. She's gonna like me, I thought. I would think. I would think. Okay, I think you guys would get along. What's your question for Biggie? Who shot you, bro? Fair enough. Who did it. And then what's your question for um Frank? No. Mm -mm. Sinatra? No. You Can I smell your finger? <laughs> Frank. Can I smell your dick? <laughs> what do you, why? I don't why? Because Frank's been, he, you know, that was guy. He's a lucky guy. He's a lucky guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, okay. What's your one question for Jamie? Um, Sag and Tal. I wouldn't have a question. I'd want him to meet my kid. I'd want him oh to meet my, my kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right, babe. So I got another question. Uh, it's a lot to read on the podcast. So I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes version of it. Okay. I'm uh, into it. It's from Ashley Adams Smith. Hey, Ashley. She's basically asking about, you know, for celebrities. How would someone get your special attention? What would someone need to say or do to actually get a few minutes of your time as opposed to random fans who most likely just scream out that they love you and love the show, love the podcast? I love it when someone shares something personal and if they connected with me about, uh, honestly, when they have loss in their family, 
just like I did when they had body positivity issues. I love to stop and talk about that. Anything that's deep and from okay, the heart. So just real quick, let's you love to role play. Let's role play. Um I'm average fan. I come walking up to you. Do you, you realize my favorite thing that I've ever wanted to do with you is role play? And now you're doing it and yeah. it's your idea? Yeah. All right, lay well, it on me. Well, wonders never cease, right? No wonders never cease with my husband. Amaze balls. Okay, so let's just say I'm average John Q or Susie Q fan. Okay. If I saw you and I'm not starstruck, all right, I want to approach you. What would be the best way to approach you where I would get, like she said, where I would get maybe a moment of your time as opposed to just, you know, keep it pushing, keep it moving? Like, what should okay. I do? What's the most profound thing you've felt because of watching me on Shaw's? If I've ever been there for you through a moment, if I ever helped you get through a hard moment in your life, be it a mom issue? Am I going to be single forever? Am I body positive because of you? Did I pick up uh, the phone and call a therapist because I saw you and your mom in therapy? Have I lost one of my best friends because of some crazy life event? Any of those things just... What I will say that I, I know it. about you is that if you have the time, you will give the time. You're very, very, very uh, open with your and you know with your fans. With you guys, like when, you. when people see me out, they don't always come up and say hi, but they'll DM me and say, hey, I saw you, but I didn't say hi to you. I'm always like, you should 100% feel comfortable to come up and say hi. And number two, sometimes when people do come up and my mom is there, she's like, Mercedes, don't stalk your fans. <laughs> Meaning that she thinks that I talk too long to people that come up. <laughs> Your mother's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like oh, I said, man, boy. my wife will talk the ears off an elephant. And if it's me, just talk about the Mets or anything Queens related. And uh, trust me, we're good. Or pizza or pasta. Let's not get nuts. All right. Oh, my God. So I, Albert is here. Oh. <gasps> Albert. Oh, Speaking of the devil, and the devil appears. I love you. I miss you. How's it going, buddy? What's up? How are you? How was your flight? Um, awful, but I'm here, and it's all good. All right, so let's wrap this up so you two can go uh, rekindle your, this romance. Um, so everybody who's listening, one of my favorite, and, and you already, I already said this, but one of my most favorite absolute for the rest of my life people is standing right next to me and I'm smushing him right now and his name is Albert and I love him so much and I'm so love glad you're here you. and you get so to pop to into here. the pod. So you want to just wrap it up? Do we have any more questions? And then we're going to, we'll ask him a question. Well. And then we're going to go to Nobu and crash Nobu without reservations. Oh yeah. Hey guys, what's up? Okay, so we have a question for you. What did you think of Tommy when you first met him? Um, I thought he was awesome. And I loved him because he was from New York. Yeah, Albert and I connected right away. There was a lot of buildup for us two to meet. And once we did, we were we were cool from jump. You know, I know that he has my wife's back. He knows I have her back too. When you meet at that place, you'll naturally be friends. 100%. What was your first impression of meeting me? Uh, well, uh, yeah, listen, like I, I, I thought the juice was worth the squeeze. Let's put it mm. that way. I thought that, you know. He uh, knew that you have my back. He's definitely on her Mount Rushmore. I, I, I'll say that. I'll say that. Hell yeah. If Mount Rushmore only had one person on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It'd be us. Yes. <laughs> that oh, that's yes. great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Now just two of us. Why do we need, you know? Yeah, two more. Two of us. Yeah. No? So, Three's a okay. crowd. Um, sorry to rush you out, but Nobu is calling. Yeah, let's just wrap, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to go have some lychee martinis right now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We're going to call another Uber. Thank you. We're going to put some of this on our social. Speaking of the social, you know, now on all platforms, so it's easier for everybody. You could just, it's Till the Dirt podcast. Thanks for tuning in, you guys, and we'll see you next time. You can always book us on Cameo through the Cameo app. And please give us five stars after you listen to this episode. And fives up, right? Fives up to our dirties. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.